Got to turn those on. Now we're rolling. All right. Welcome to episode 25 of the Outside Scoop. Jackson Bruce here. Dustin is out of the office, so I have brought in our good friend, Big Daddy Dave. Dave, how are you doing? It's Friday. What, what do you got going on today? Oh, goodness. You know, I'm, I'm glad it's Friday. Thank you for letting me hit in the hot seat here. You know, really, I kicked a Dustin out of the office just so I could be here because <laughs> I wanted to hang out with you. We're, we're glad you're here. Um, so we're going to just, uh, we'll get it kicked off, but a little, little sharing, you know, because we've got our sponsor, Masterpiece One Stop Smoke Shop. Go in and check out his shop on Capitol Avenue and Pier. He's got all kinds of uh, Delta 8, Delta 9, Delta 10, THC products, HHC products, some glassware, uh, kava, um, all kinds of stuff. Help you relax, pain relief, help you sleep, or, you know, have a good time if you want to. Very friendly and knowledgeable too. So, oh you know, yeah, if you got questions, they're gonna they're gonna get steer you in the right direction. My guy Bristol and his staff are top notch. So we'll get right into it with uh, who you got. So Big Daddy, you've not played who you got yet. I have not. No, this is a new one. So we give you a situation that we're gonna put two random either celebrities or cartoon characters. It doesn't matter. It's it's random as it gets. So we're gonna start it off with who do you have winning in a fight? Tony the Tiger. Or the cuckoo from the Cocoa Puffs commercials? I would go with Tony the Tiger. Do you know why? Yeah, I want to know. Because he's great. He is. (laughs) (laughs) And and yeah, I I could see him really taking it to the uh, cuckoo Cocoa Puff guy. He's just kind of a skinny, wacky character. So yeah, I'd go with Tony. See, and I've seen enough movies to where when they train somebody to fight and they're just a small guy, they always tell you to, to act crazy. There's nobody more cuckoo than the Cocoa Puffs bird. I'm going to take the Cocoa Puffs bird, kind of <laughs> like I would take the Joker over Bane. Okay. Uh, psychologically, man, he he's going to put Tony, he's going to throw that man through some loops. I mean, Tony the Tiger's got the brute strength. I mean, look at the guy. He's oh, yeah. He's- absolutely ripped, but I'm taking Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs on this one just because he's crazy. He's absolutely out of his mind. So I think that, uh, I and, think that, and that could, does work sometimes yeah. um, unless you're like in the rundown and you're up against the rock. Oh yeah. That, that cuckoo stuff doesn't work. No. Cause the rocks a little cuckoo. Too. <laughs> he, he is <laughs> our next one. Uh, who do you have in a rap battle? Shell Silverstein or Edgar Allan Poe? Wow. That's a tough one because man, Poe is really got some deep, dark stuff and off the wall stuff. But you know what? When it comes to, to wordsmithing, Shell Silverstein, he's he is fantastic. I'd have to go with him. I'm going with Shell Silverstein too. And I don't know if you've seen the uh the poem The Twistable Turnable Man uh by Shell Silverstein, but it is quite I every time I think of like if I wanted a poet in a rap battle and I would have him doing some twistable turnable man stuff. I mean the guy just he can rhyme. He's got all he's like almost a Dr. Seuss type. He is, yeah. He's he's got great wordplay, um, and and he's funny. Edgar Allan Poe is not funny. No, he, he, no, he, he's pretty dark and brooding. But Shell, man, he had a sense of humor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shell would be like he would diss Edgar Allan Poe's mom and be like, "Yeah, she's my girlfriend now." But Edgar Allan Poe would be like, "I killed your mom," and it would just be like, "This yeah. isn't fun anymore." <laughs> it's like, okay, we're done, <laughs> right? So I'm taking Shell Silverstein on this one, and I think just the wordplay. He's a fantastic, fantastic poet. Well, he was. Yeah. I think he's he's passed away now. Unfortunately. All right. And our last one. 
This one could get lengthy. This one could be fun. So I don't know if anyone's heard, but Aaron Rodgers, my boy, everyone knows he's my guy. He is dating a lady named Blue, who's famous on Instagram and TikTok, because she uh, is a Wiccan, hmm. or at least according to some people. Okay. Um, and uh, Aaron has quite the uh, list of ex-girlfriends. Oh, yes. So my question is, which one of Aaron Rodgers' ex-girlfriends is most likely to be a witch? Shailene Woodley, Danica Patrick, or Olivia Munn? You know, I would have to lean towards Olivia Munn. Oh, yeah. I don't know. She just kind of, she has that look like maybe she could be. And that if she was, you would want to watch out for the spell she's going to cast on you. I I agree. Uh, Olivia Munn is part of the reason why Aaron Rodgers' family doesn't talk to him. That's, that's kind of come out. Uh, she sounds like she's just terrible to deal with. Uh, as soon as he broke up with her, she just went nuts. She started hanging out with Vikings fans, which is inexcusable. Because <laughs> if, really, if you really want to get at a Packer fan, go hang out with Bears fans. The Vikings. That is true. The Vikings are the little brother rival yes. of the Packers. Like I think that's why they're so angry is because like Packer fans, they hate the Bears with all they have. And Vikings fans hate the Packers, and they want the Packers to hate them as much as they hate the Bears. And it just doesn't happen. No. I mean, I hate the Vikings. I actually, you know, I don't like them. But if if it came down to a game between the Bears and the Vikings and there was no playoff implications, I'm picking the Vikings to win every time because I just hate the Bears that much. But I'm actually going to go with Shailene Woodley on this one. Okay. Uh, Shailene is an interesting character. Yes, she is. Uh, she's been arrested in North Dakota for uh, uh, for protesting the pipeline. That's right. Uh, I forgot about that. We don't know if she showers. Uh, that's also questionable. And she's just she's just an interesting human being. But the thing I've learned about Aaron Rodgers with his girlfriends is that he likes he he likes the different perspectives. He likes his mind to be um, expanded. That's just the kind of guy he is. And I think Shailene might be the. I think he eased his way into the witch thing with Shailene a little bit. That may be. Is she the one that inspired that ponytail? hippie look that he had last season <laughs> that was horrible i i love it i love his look <laughs> that long hair pulled back into a ponytail it's just i don't know well, i i thought it looked really just odd he actually admitted that that was for a halloween costume okay uh and he was john wick for halloween okay that makes sense then but then he kept it <laughs> yeah it was you know after halloween he should yeah he should have gone back to his his normal Usual, I guess, usual look. Not, yeah. You know, normal is a matter of perspective, but his usual look. He's Aaron Rodgers is he's my favorite athlete. I, I love that he expands his mind. Um, I, you know, no matter what you think about COVID, I thought his COVID stance was well researched and he articulated it pretty well. Um, he's just an interesting guy. But I guess right now, I think that you and I can agree that Danica Patrick is definitely not the witch in this situation. No, no. She may be the speed demon, but she's she's not a witch. Oh, no. Danica's <laughs> great. And she was she heartbroken. Is. They bought like yeah. a $10 million mansion together, everything. And she they thought started, he was the one. It was going to be it. And then, bam. If I wasn't already married, I'd ask Danica Patrick <laughs> to marry me. I'd move into that mansion really quick. I would. Would there be plenty of rooms for you? I, I know. I could pick one, and then I could have a nice man cave, maybe start a hobby like playing ping pong. I could have my own ping pong room. Have an arcade room. That would be great. If I wanted to start being a Wiccan, I could 
set up my worship in there. <laughs> Something like that. So, all right. Well, I think that's all we got for who you got. Stick around. We are going to talk with one of our favorites that you've heard about on the podcast but never talked to. John Sterling might be the biggest celebrity we've gotten on the podcast. Yes. Um, it is not that John Sterling, though. It's not the oh, Yankees John Sterling. Okay. Well, that's okay, because not being a Yankees fan, I'm, I'm better with that. And I think that this John Sterling can call a home run better than that John Sterling, because that guy, he, a ball will come in, and he'll stay in the yard. I don't know how many times last year Giancarlo Stanton hits, a bomb, hits what he thinks is a bomb. He calls it as a bomb. And it stayed in and the Somebody yard. catches it. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll be back with John Sterling to play some WWYD after a message from our sponsor. Masterpiece and Pier is your one stop smoke shop. They have disposable vapes, Kratom for pain and energy, hemp products, and smoking accessories, along with apparel, backpacks, and local artwork. Masterpiece is located at 111 East Capitol Avenue in Pier. Give them a call at 605 605- 295-2250 or find them on Facebook and Instagram. All right. We are back with our special guest. This one's highly anticipated. The John Sterling. Not the John Sterling from the New York Yankees. Um, I th- we said that joke to him last night <laughs> at the Trapper game. Uh, but the uh, your sales manager, is that your yeah, official I'm role? Sales and digital manager. This is the guy that makes it go around here, along yes. with Diane. Shout out, Diane. He keeps our paychecks rolling in. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and he helps me whenever I need help. So John Sterling on. John, how you doing today? I'm doing great. It's, uh, it's nice to actually make an appearance on the podcast. So, yeah, this, is, this podcast has been a great addition to our stuff here with DRG, and uh, we look forward to just keep on rolling them out. Perfect. So, John, this is his last day until he goes to Florida. Hmm. So he's going to go to Florida. So we're going to start WWYD off with something from Florida because that's just what we do because there's at least one Florida story on every WWYD because Florida is ridiculous. Yes, it's the (laughs) land of dummies. That's what I call it. I'm surprised that they they convicted and executed Ted Bundy. I don't know how that happened. Slipped through the cracks. Slipped through the cracks. (laughs) They actually did something. So uh, starting in August, um, if you are wanting, wanting to hunt pythons, you can do it in Florida now. Uh, they have now cleared it to, uh, so starting later this summer, hundreds of hunters will disperse across Florida's Everglades, and they are going to be hunting Burmese pythons, one of the largest species of snakes and a major nuisance in Florida's wildlife. Native to Southeast Asia, these snakes were first introduced to the Florida wild in the late 1970s, and they have reproduced at an astronomical level since. This sounds like everything I heard about in Hawaii. Every single species that they brought to Hawaii just reproduced like crazy, and now they're yeah, a nuisance. Like, no um, predators for them, and that's nothing but trouble. Mongooses, they're everywhere, and they are now considered a pest, even though they were they came in to uh, take care of the reptile population, and that reptile population was because geckos were introduced to Hawaii, and they became invasive when they were trying to take away all the bugs. So, you know... I, I just don't think you can put a species anywhere at this no, point. Just, just leave them where they need yeah, to be. Leave nature alone. It will take care of itself. Yes. So my question, first one, is if you are going to hunt an interesting animal, which animal are you hunting? Now, be careful here. If you say something cute, I guarantee you nobody will want you on the podcast. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so so no, you know, no bunnies or things like no, that. No, well, 
we hunt we hunt rabbits that's no problem i mean <laughs> but they're know, cute we eat them though like something like a lemur nobody okay nobody wants to hunt lemurs you know so what, what do you got dave oh goodness if i was gonna go and hunt something i think i would want to try maybe like uh over an african antelope oh yeah that'd be cool yeah they're fast they're quick you know there's something about them and I'm curious on what they taste like. Some like some Impalas. Yeah. The only reason I know what work. an Impala is because Chevy used to have them run around. With them. <laughs> yeah, they, they have the little uh, little head on their logo for yep. the car. Yes. So yeah, I like antelope. I'd I'd be down for that. We got antelope here in South Dakota too, but not yes. the cool ones. Not yes. like the Impalas and all. They're that. a little different. Yeah. Exactly. What are you hunting, John? I don't. You know this this one's going to be a little bit hard. I'm still I'm still like mesmerized by this python. Oh yeah. Basically, that they're going to be doing in Florida. I'm just envisioning, you know, here in South Dakota, we have a flood of hunters to come in to hunt pheasant. I'm just trying to envision what this python hunting. Right. You can't be using guns. Like. Yeah. So you know, I think, I think I'm going to go for this, for this python hunt. I think it would be rather interesting, but. I know around here that there's people that hunt snakes and they, they keep them, but they like freeze them because they use them for like snake proven dogs. But I'm I'm assuming they're they're killing these pythons. So I'm I, I would be all over that. I'm good with them hunting pythons. I hate snakes. Yeah. I have no love of snakes. Although I know in Texas they have their uh, you know rattlesnake roundup and then they do a big old barbecue. I'm down for trying some barbecued rattlesnake, but I, I don't want to have to hunt it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so these snakes are not venomous. They're they're constrictors. Right. Um, so they they you gotta be careful. They know that they're not really gonna bite you, but they can constrict you. So I don't know what you'd bring though, like a machete or something? Like just start slashing. You'd have to do something like that. I mean, they eat alligators all the time. They do. They swallow them whole. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. So yeah, you'd have to have something like that, I would think, to take them out, but then you have to get close to them. Right. Oh, if I had to pick an animal to hunt, just something interesting. Oh, man, that's tough. Um, I don't know. Like, maybe it's not hunting, but more like fishing, but maybe catching, like, an octopus. Yeah. Oh, that'd be that, interesting. That, yeah, that would be a, that would be a. Like, if I caught an octopus, the coolest part about, the thing is, I wouldn't want to kill it. I just want to take it home with me, because, like, octopi are so smart. Like, I was, I saw this thing about, so octopi are, like, the meanest besides dolphins dolphins are the worst dolphins are horrible but uh like there was an octopus who was in an enclosure and uh he got so smart like he started like they can play games they know the mm -hmm. how to play and everything but he uh because they can squirt water and uh they knew when the security guards were coming around and so and they knew how long it would take they could mentally figure that out so when they knew that the security guard was now out of sight going the other way this octopus shot at and disabled a security camera and got out. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Like they're very smart. So I kind of like want one just to see how smart it really is. And then they're like, their skeleton is like jelly. So I, I saw this one video like, and it was like a little crack in a boat or like a little hole in a boat. And they like reeled in this octopus and it escaped through this hole that was like tiny. Oh my goodness. It just whoop, right out. So I, I'd probably go fishing for an octopus. I don't know. That'd be cool. And then I want to see like the ink and stuff. Yeah. That'd be neat. There you go. All right. The next one. This is probably the craziest story we're ever going to have on WWID. 
insult. And this is going to require quite the answer from both of you. A woman who married a ragdoll has made a ragdoll baby that she is now and says that is her child. So this all started. Um, Mareva Voni. She's from Brazil. I don't really. Uh, her last name is Moraes. So I'm going to call her. Uh, well. I don't. I guess I don't know what her last name actually is because uh, she married this guy. <laughs> um, she uh, she married this. Uh, she said she was thirty seven and she was complaining to her mom that she was single and wanted someone to go dancing with and everything like that. Well, her mom decided to take it into her own hands and made a rag doll, a light, uh, a man a man sized rag doll, and uh, this lady then fell in love with it. And actually had a full ceremony in front of 250 family and friends. And they went on a honeymoon in Rio de Janeiro. And now she said they are they're in love. And she became pregnant. And she even claimed that she put on four pounds during her pregnancy. She said she gave birth to a new ragdoll in a 35-minute labor at home with a doctor and nurse present. Oh, wow. She said it was pain-free. <laughs> and it was live-streamed <laughs> online to 200 people. 200 people watched this ragdoll be born. Did she charge for I it? I was going to say, was oh. that free or pay-per-view? Because... I would hope she charged for it at was, least. Yeah. If I was to subscribe to an OnlyFans, I would, <laughs> I would subscribe to see a ragdoll being born. Um, she said that um, when, when she got married to this man, <laughs> it was a wonderful day for me and very important. It was very emotional. He is a man I always wanted in my life. Married life with him is wonderful. He doesn't fight with me. He doesn't argue. He just understands me. His name is Marcelo, by the way, and he's a great and faithful husband. <laughs> he's such a man, and all women envy him. And uh, then <clears throat> she said, it just gets wilder. This thing's just got kind of wrinkles to it. Um, that uh, they, um, she's, when asked about... Uh, if he, when he got her pregnant, she goes, it is true. Marcelo got me pregnant. He didn't take care of himself and he didn't use a condom. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, right. because she gave birth right. to a ragdoll. She's got oh, wedding man. pictures here. Um, wow. She's in a bathtub with him. She's on their honeymoon. This guy is, a, he, I don't know if I can call him a handsome man, yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's in love with him. And she said, he got me pregnant. I took the test. It was positive. I couldn't believe it. I don't think anyone else could either. Yeah. Probably not. No. She said, I didn't feel the contractions in pain. Seeing the placenta and the umbilical cord and the blood made it all real. Mm. Uh, we were in there here for 35 minutes, is, and he is great. It really upsets me when people say that this is fake. It makes me so angry. <laughs> so, my question to you is not if you believe this woman, but... Uh, <laughs> What is your ragdoll family looking like? How many, what's your, what's your, because I mean, we're all straight males, so I'm going to ask it. What's your wife's name? How many children are you having? What are your children's names? Let's oh, go with you, goodness. Dave. <laughs> well, my ragdoll wife is now my ex-ragdoll wife because she was a dead fish. <laughs> oh my goodness this is just crazy you wow. had to do all the work i you Unbelievable. know sometimes you've got to share and you know it's got to be a 50 50 thing and she just just wanted to lay around all the time and not lift a finger <laughs> she or a leg she wouldn't even initiate anything <laughs> no just, just sat there just sat there. she was yeah. a good listener Great listener. Yeah. Didn't talk back. Never talked Didn't back. Argue. Didn't spend any of my money, so that was great. That's great. But yeah, I just had to had to move on. All right. How many kids do you have? 
Didn't get there. You didn't quite get there. Yeah, just couldn't. I, 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 I couldn't do that. I want to know what this fine lady's name is. <laughs> Her name is Janine. Janine. Yep. Janine. It reminds me of. It, it reminds me of uh, if you've uh, seen that Sonic commercial with those two guys, and uh, he they're talking about the different uh, shake names because they give each yes. shake a nickname, and he goes and. Uh, Janine for peanut butter. He goes, why Janine? He goes, because it reminds me of my ex-girlfriend who is nuts. <laughs> and the go. other one starts laughing. He goes, oh, she was crazy. Uh. <laughs> John, what do you, who you got? Like, let's let's hear about your ragdoll family. Oh, so you know, my ragdoll family. It's it's a very quiet family. Obviously, <laughs> there's there's not a lot of. You know, that's that's one advantage you can see with the ragdoll family is you don't have the noisy house with kids or anything like that. That's they're all right. they're all very quiet and reserved. Mm-hmm. Um, different from your house now. Yeah, definitely different okay. from my house now. Um, the other thing, though, is, you know, the teachers and stuff just don't think these ragdoll kids are right, though. There's there's something a little strange and creepy about them just because they never have any feedback. Their expressions always stay exactly the same. Oh man. Um there there's some interesting little little people. <laughs> how, how many kids how how many ragdoll kids do you have? Uh two. Just two. Just two. I like that. I like That's that. a good number. Yeah. So, so after constructing this question, I've thought, you know, I've got it. I've got I've got my wife and um uh, her name is Roseanne. She's beautiful by the way. Beautiful yarn like hair. Um, big booty. She's great. <laughs> She's great. And, uh, we have four absolutely expressionless, but beautiful children. <laughs> went, went for the gusto. Four kids. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know what? And they all are a different race too. I've got LaMichael. I've got Pang. I've got Joseph. And then the, the other one, we just don't know where, uh, how he came out the way he did. Uh-oh. His name's Donnie. <laughs> Donnie. So, <laughs> I, and I don't know how they all became different colors. I don't know how they all became a different race. She says she's faithful to me, mm. but um, you know, she she spends a lot of time just not talking to me. I don't understand why. I think she's hiding something from me. That could be. Definitely. We're having a few issues, but we're working it out. Good thing I have my taxidermy dog that we actually got. Cute dog. Cute dog. When that thing was alive, I'm sure it was just full of joy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, so I pet, I pet Spot every night. He, yeah. he helps me. He's a good listener. Doesn't bark. You know, he's not. He doesn't get into anything. That is great. Doesn't doesn't poop on the floor. Doesn't poop on the floor. In fact, That's I haven't awesome. seen him poop not one time. Doesn't ever ask to go outside. No wonder he doesn't bark. I know. He, he's plugged up. <laughs> he is. Right? He's full of something. He's stuffed. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, I've got I've got I got Roseanne, Pang, LaMichael, all my kids, Joseph, Donnie. They're all great. They don't really talk to me much. Roseanne, I just there's something about her that I'm just not trusting. All my kids came out looking different. It's kind of like an episode of My Name is Earl. And, uh, <laughs> so that's that's my ragdoll family. Hopefully we can uh, – I tried to get her to go to counseling. She doesn't open up there either. So hmm. it's, a tough, it's a tough deal. I feel like I'm – like you, I feel like I'm putting in a lot more than she's putting in. Absolutely. So, you know. All right. So our final one, we have a man who uh, – sw- who – in surgery, uh, 
they found a bunch of stuff. And um, he in Turkey, doctors were baffled when they had Burhan Demir, his younger brother was taken to the hospital, and doctors performed an endoscopy with ultrasound and x-ray scans, and they were amazed to discover 233 items in the 35-year-old man's body. These included um, coins, batteries, magnets, nails, pieces of glass, stones, and screws. The surgeon later removed the items from the patient that was named only as Z. One surgeon uh, said, During the surgery, we saw that one or two of the nails had passed through the stomach wall. We saw that there were two metal pieces and two stones of different sizes in the large intestine. We found there were batteries, magnets, nails, coins, pieces of glass, and screws. We cleaned his stomach completely. So Wow. It's not a situation we see in adults. It's mostly in childhood and unconsciously swallowed foreign bodies. Uh, like maybe, like, I don't, I don't know. If you accidentally swallow a screw, I... Right. Yeah, I mean, how, it's how do you It's just dangling in the air and you breathe it in. Right. I, I don't know. But say you're the surgeon and some guy comes in with 233 things in his stomach. That's unbelievable. He had to be so uncomfortable. I'm thinking that's why he had his endoscopy. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Man. Like, before I ask the question, you got to be thinking, like, this guy goes in here, I need an endoscopy real bad. I don't know what's wrong. With me. <laughs> please, <laughs> please help me. I have no idea. I don't have any idea about the 233 <laughs> things in my stomach. <laughs> but uh, you're the surgeon. You pull out 233 things out of a guy's stomach. Hypothetically, you find something you want to keep. What is it? What are you keeping out of this guy's stomach? I'd be a coin because oh yeah, it's you know it's worth something to begin with, but it's probably been in there a while, so it may be worth even more than what it was originally. So right, you know, a little a little tip for yourself by grabbing some of the coins. And it makes me wonder, like, if the stomach acid and stuff is kind of like when you put rusted stuff in Coca Cola. Right. Cleans it keeps, all keeps it all clean. Yeah, yeah. It might be it's all like clean now. Yep. It might be like a mint condition coin. Yeah. Like just an awesome, like you got some like uh, Revolutionary War coin in there. How wild would that be? Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> it reminds awesome. me of, I always keep bringing up sitcoms, but like Scrubs, there's a kid, Ralphie, who just swallows everything. He swallows Turk's engagement ring to Carla, <laughs> and he like poops it out, and he has to like get it out of the poop, clean it off. He gives it to Carla. Carla finds out that it was in this kid's poop, <laughs> and then he goes, you know what? It's so clean, I'd even I'd put it in my mouth, and then he swallows it, so then he has to make sure. <laughs> Do it all over again. <laughs> yes. What are, you, what are you keeping out of this guy's bowels? Oh, I am... I am just intrigued to see what one of the batteries would look like. So so not only from the standpoint of the battery being in there, just the fact that like stomach acid and stuff, if it hasn't like worn away everything on the battery, like this could be a whole new marketing campaign for this battery manufacturing company. I mean, you could take it to the next level and be like, our batteries are so indestructible that, you can swallow them and they right. still you can work have, when you they come out. You have acid on both sides of the cupboard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I mean, it's... it's. I, wow. I love it. You're just pulling out energizers and rail vacs out of this guy. <laughs> right. Right. And just, just throw it into a kid's toy and watch it go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. The, <laughs> the remote's out of batteries. 
Let me just right. go past this real quick. Yeah. I'll be right back. Hey, honey, it's working again. <laughs> How do you explain it? Like, I just, yeah. this is so ridiculous. This guy's just swallowing everything in sight. Like, I don't. I just I mean, don't nails understand. and screws and glass. I mean, there's this yeah. guy on YouTube who eats stuff. I don't remember what his name is, um, but he's just insane. Like he just he eats glue sticks, he eats crayons. I watched him. I uh, I can't remember what his name is. He's like huge though. Oh my goodness! Have and, you ever, have you watched the Orville? Hmm. Hilarious show if you get the chance. Uh, but there's a character on there named Bordis, and he can th- their race can eat anything. Mm-hmm. And so they were talking about it in in the mess hall. Like, can you eat this hat? And they hand him a hat. Yes, and he, <laughs> and he eats the hat. I mean, and they're always you know every now and then in these episodes. Here, can you eat this? And he'll just eat it. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> now I remember what this guy's name is. His name's Shoe Nice. Because every time before Shoe he nice. eats something, like his his videos are like eat two glue sticks in thirty seconds. <laughs> and, and, and like he takes a bunch of breaths and he like takes shots and he goes Shoe Nice and then he just goes and munches on whatever he's munching on. There's no wow. way that guy that guy's probably got all this stuff and it's probably stuck in there because it's all the glue, right? Yeah. But if I had to pick something, I'm probably on like your train. With the coins, or maybe I would want to see what one of the stones, because I'd want to carbon date the stone and see just how old of something that yeah. guy had part of him for a Absolutely. while. Absolutely, I don't. I, yeah. There's so many intriguing things like e, coins, e, uh, batteries, and if I'm seeing like the, I'm looking at the picture and there's <laughs> there's just an assortment of things. It's just it's, there's screws, there's nuts, there's bolts. I just want to know what compelled this man to yeah to I mean, eat all yeah. that stuff. Why is that's what I would want to know. Why? Why? You know, I swallowed a coin once by accident, and that was an I. That's the only weird thing I've ever when swallowed. When did you swallow a coin? It was in it was in grade school. I had a, a very cool penny. I forget what year it was, but I was I was showing some of the kids. We had just had some time, and I was talking, and I was in the middle of saying something. When one of my friends came in, you know, they had been to the bathroom and slapped me on the back. Mm-hmm. So as soon as he slapped me on the back, it threw me forward. I let go of the penny and in it went and I swallowed the stupid thing. <laughs> did you have yeah. to like go get it removed? No. Or did you just let it pass? I just let it pass. I never looked for it either. You I don't did not know want it that bad. <laughs> judging by this guy's bowels, it's probably still in there. Right? <laughs> it could be. Right? <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, that's WWYD. Again, uh, anything you want to promote, John? Anything you got? Any shout-outs you want to do since it's your first time on the pod? You know, mm-hmm. I just want to give a shout-out to any of our future sponsors of this mm-hmm. podcast. So uh, if you guys are interested in being a sponsor in this podcast, you need to hit Jackson up for sure. Um, it's one of the mo- most quickest up-and-coming podcasts uh, that you really need to be a part of. I like it. I love yes. the plug. Good words there. Yes. Join Masterpiece in being a sponsor. You won't regret it. We're going to have some fun on this podcast. We'll get you plenty of promotion. All right. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we'll see you, we'll see you after next week when you come back all sun-kissed tan. Yeah, more more like uh, we'll be sunburn, ruby red. Yeah, <laughs> we, we want some oranges. <laughs> all right. We'll be back soon. All right. Welcome back. John's John's a great guest, and those were some fun WWYD questions. But now it's on to buzzword. This is this is our we haven't done buzzword in a few weeks. We've been changing up the podcast a little bit, but I got some good buzzword topics. Uh, first one, Roger Goodell, everyone's favorite commissioner in sports, right? 
Oh, oh of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was grilled by a congressman, Jim Jordan. We, Jim Jordan's Jim Jordan. But uh, he was grilled about Dave Portnoy, the founder of Barstool Sports. So a few years ago, during the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl, um, there was a ban by Roger Goodell in the NFL that banned Dave Portnoy from being at the Super Bowl. Well, Dave Portnoy went in disguise, <laughs> got through security, and then started obviously doing live tweeting and live video from his accounts at the Super Bowl. So he ended up getting kicked out in the <laughs> and the video is hilarious. He just plays dead fish. Like they cuff him and he right. dead fishes it all the way up the stairs. Oh, well, why not? Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Give him a hard time. So Jim Jordan, um, has been, so Goodell is testifying in front of Congress about the whole Dan Snyder thing in Washington. Right. Um, but Jim Jordan was talking about freedom of speech and freedom of press. And, uh, the conversation went, commissioner, you believe in the first amendment, don't you? And Goodell says, I do. He goes, why did you, why do you ha- why do you ban Dave Portnoy from NFL games? He's a journalist. In fact, he's a sports journalist. Why is he banned? And Goodell said he wasn't familiar with the familiar with the issue, adding that he'd be happy to check with my staff about it. <laughs> What's your buzzword <laughs> for uh, Roger Goodell? Apparently, not knowing who Dave Portnoy is. By the way, another little wrinkle in this: Goodell during that NFL draft, uh, they he auctioned off. Well, they auctioned off an opportunity for charity to hang out with Roger Goodell in his basement during the NFL draft. Dave Portnoy won that. Oh, nice. And that Roger is... Goodell <laughs> ruled his bid was invalid. Oh, of course he did. So now that you know that, what is your buzzword for this situation? Uh, dictatorial. How about that? Because he, he picks and chooses, first of all, what he wants to remember. Mm-hmm. And then what rules should, you know be okay for some teams as opposed to others he's he's just a horrible commissioner he really is he's he's bad he's i say rob manfred's worse because i think oh yeah that rob manfred just doesn't care about the people goodell cares about the fan base yeah uh but that he he does but he's just a hard guy to like he make he makes it tough on himself Mm -hmm. things things like this yeah and then you know with what he's being you know in front of Congress for talking about, and it's just, yeah, he, he just, he's all about him and all about the promotion, not, you know, and the fans. And he wants to grow the, the league. I understand that. But some of the things that he does, you know, just make you wonder what is wrong with you. Right. And like, what was it? 15, 20 years ago, I would have told you that the commissioner rankings were Bud Selig, Paul Tagliabue, uh, David, no, I'd probably put David Stern at top. David Stern, Bud Selig, Paul Tagliabue, Gary Bettman, and now Gary Bettman's like towards the top now. Yeah, how that's cra- how that's how, how bad commissioners that? are. That's how yeah. bad commissioners are. Is Gary Bettman is considered a good commissioner at this point, and that's scary because I'm not a big fan of his either. No, he's had two lockouts yeah. under his time. He's, he's he's a bad commissioner, and I'm giving this. I'm going to say phony. This yeah, is so that, phony. Yeah. He knows who Dave Portnoy is. Dave, he sent a, de- a cease and desist also because Dave Portnoy started selling barstool sports on 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 their website. He has shirts of Roger Goodell with a clown nose and clown tie. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like this guy talks about Roger Goodell all the time. How much he hates him. How much he he literally called him a dictator and he's called him every word in the book. He knows who Dave Portnoy is. Oh, Everybody. No doubt. 
I mean, if if you follow Barstool Sports or if you know who Barstool Sports is, mm-hmm. then you at least know what Dave Portnoy is about. Even if you don't right. know Dave Portnoy, you know what Barstool Sports is about. So you know what Portnoy is about. That guy's going to ruffle some feathers, do some pizza reviews, and tell you about how much he hates Roger Goodell. And he's got millions of followers on Twitter. He's on Fox News doing <laughs> interviews because Fox News thinks it's a good idea to interview him, which I love it. They also interviewed Tommy Smokes about vaping, but he was their official vape blogger. So that was, <laughs> if you haven't seen that video, check it out. I'm going to have to take a look at that. I mean, Tommy Smokes. <laughs> what better way to get, you know, publicity and following than ruffling feathers and, you know, going after somebody <laughs> like Commissioner Goodell. <laughs> right. <laughs> and side note about this Tommy Smokes video. You just have to watch it. Fox News had a lady who was against vaping and then they had Tommy Smokes and they had them each give their side of it. And Tommy smokes. They go, why do you vape, Tommy? He goes, well, it's it's cool. It's part of my drip. That's what I do. I He's like, oh, man, I rip the jewel like every day. And this lady's like down. I'm like, you're going to die. And he goes, oh, am I? And he takes two jewels at once and puffs them right on, oh, right on camera. Like, it is, it is the Here, most, lady, watch this. <laughs> Tommy smokes does not care. He was wearing a hat that said vape God on it during the whole thing. And this is what Fox News wow. does. And that's what Portnoy's about is getting that publicity. I love it. But it's definitely phony. There's no way. He oh, yeah. That. All right, so our next topic is, uh, you know, people used to like Bill Cosby. Not not really anymore. Yeah, he kind of fell from grace for you know, good reason. I've never seen a comedian end a person's like life, and Hannibal Burris did it to Bill Cosby. So anyway, Bill Cosby, according to TMZ, seemingly didn't care when he found out he was liable in a civil suit accusing him of sexually assaulting a 16-year-old. Cheering, he was... Her cheering over the phone when he found out that the whole thing was only going to cost him $500,000. He literally said, what, that's all, and followed it up with a booyah. Wow. What's your buzzword for Bill Cosby celebrating only having to pay five hundred k in a silver suit? civil suit? Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I mean, first of all, for the amount... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that whole thing was a little crazy. I mean, it was going back to, what, 1975? Right, and the statute of limitations was gone, but you can still do the civil suit, which right. I'm glad they did. Yeah, I mean, he, him being out right now, I mean, getting off early and all that, of course, you know, that, that just drives me crazy, but that's, that's being entitled right there. I right. mean, totally out of touch with reality. Mm-hmm. You know, he did all these things wrong, you know, that he should never have been involved in, and he's... He's laughing about it. Yeah. You know, that's, that is so not okay. It, it's so disrespectful. It is. And it's out of touch. It's, I'll use disrespectful, but I got a bunch of words for it. I mean, you can't sell, that, that girl went through so much, you know, and Bill Cosby's celebrating and it, it just shows like that guy is so old now that he probably a little bit of his mind's going. And he doesn't have oh, his sure. filter anymore. Right. And he and it shows like he doesn't care. And no. he never did care. And he did it for 40, 50 years. Yeah, it was it was a you know, over decades and obviously he had no respect and did not care. You know, I'm Bill Cosby. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Nobody you I'm know, America's everybody, dad. Yeah, everybody loves me. And yeah, that fall from grace, it's it was sad to see and to learn about all that stuff, but you know, this makes it even worse. Yeah, and you know, I I have a friend who uh, saw him in in person. Shoot, when we were in college for early part of college, he was a big Bill Cosby fan. We he, mm-hmm. he big fan of the Cosby Show, and like 
Bill Cosby's one of his favorites, and now he just can't stand to even think about it, you know? And there's so many people like that. There's so many people who looked up to this guy and saw a guy on TV that was America's dad. He's going to take you in, and he's going to teach you life lessons. Fat Albert was all about learning life lessons. Right. Um, he's, and he was a funny guy, but now you look at it, and he's just a monster the whole time. Like it's just it's disappointing, it's discouraging, and it's disgusting. Yes, agreed. Back on a lighter note, though, we got, you know, when people leave their profession, uh, something that made them millions, a lot of people don't improve themselves. We see we see uh, former athletes get fat all the time. Mm-hmm. Kent Herbeck is huge now. Um, you know, you see guys who are just out of shape. That's not Kyle Farnsworth, though. Kyle Farnsworth, former Cubs and Rays pitcher. Also, I think he's who, – who he beat the crap out of? He beat – he beat the crap out of somebody. I can't remember who it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. It was some guy on the Reds. But so Kyle Farnsworth, forty-six years old, spent sixteen years in the majors, uh, showed his incredible physique. This man is now just completely ripped. And here's another picture I showed you one earlier. Look at this guy. My goodness. Um, he just he he actually is doing bodybuilding competitions. Um. He's had fun not eating carbs. The guy's just getting built. <laughs> I'd say so, man. I mean, this guy was throwing 100 with a dad bod, and now look at him. I want to know what your buzzword is for Kyle Farnsworth's new physique. Insane. That's just unbelievable. Of course, you can't do that when you're a pitcher. You can't really, oh. you know, even weightlifting, you've got to be careful what you do because it's right. going to affect how you pitch, and apparently mm-hmm. he, you know, he enjoys being able to, you know, lift the weights and man, I, I, it just makes you wonder what made him turn that page because that is totally opposite of what he was like right. when he was played. And he, he, what he said about it, he says, I've always wanted to do weightlifting competitions and it's never too old to start. When you're a competitor, you have to find things to compete in. So he needed something new to compete in because he was too got that too drive old. it's got the drive and now he's now he's ripped i want to see him in a home run derby against jose canseco <laughs> like i don't that know that would be interesting first of all can he hit that's a big question because a lot of pitchers cannot hit right we've seen it I mean, and if, i'm so glad the universal dh is in now but i want to see if this guy can swing a bat and make contact that ball is going oh yeah and if he can hit he's gonna just toast jose because you know all of jose's power came from you know those wonderful things he pumped into his veins back in the day i'm a big jose canseco fan <laughs> i i if i had the money i'd go on a sasquatch hunt with him that he advertises all the time he's still a, well, he's a deputy I forget where he's deputized. So, you know, you can go and say, hey, I'm I'm here to hunt Sasquatch. You can't stop me because, you know, I got my badge. Right. And he also, (laughs) and he owns a car wash in Vegas. Every Wednesday he signs autographs at Jose Canseco's car wash. Really? Yep. And he, and he even, every holiday he says happy, he'll say like, Happy Thanksgiving to everybody but Alex Rodriguez. He hates Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, I was a huge fan of the Bash Brothers. Yeah, I'm a Blue Jays fan, but I I enjoyed watching Mark and and Jose play. But that whole era just really just it was sad finding out that you know all these players that I enjoyed watching mm-hmm. were jacked up on steroids and, and yeah. things. And I mean, in hindsight, it's quite obvious. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean. And that's what drives me nuts about Barry Bonds fans. Oh, he's the home run king and blah, blah, blah. 
Look at his pictures when he was with the Pirates compared to when he went out west to the Giants. It looked like his head got two times bigger. Tell me he wasn't jacked up. He went from marathon runner to middle linebacker. <laughs> he did. He's, I'm like, that's not okay. I still think Barry Bonds is one of the greatest to ever play the game, though. I do. If it wasn't for the steroids, that guy is a 500-500 guy anyway. But he, yeah, he I, wanted I to make he, the money. I don't know he'd be the home run king. But he'd be yeah, 500 he, home runs. Oh, though. absolutely. No doubt. He was he was excellent when he was in Pittsburgh. He didn't need to do that. But, yeah, chasing chasing the dollars. But my my buzzword for Kyle Farnsworth is yoked. <laughs> this man is absolutely ripped, and I feel I, he looks so happy. He never looked this happy pitching. This guy looks excited to be this ripped, and I mean he's got veins popping out everywhere. He's got insane muscle tone. I bet he could squish a watermelon with his thighs. He probably could. You know I what mean, would be fun along with the home run derby? with jose is to see if he can still pitch oh yeah well he was <laughs> that funny would, that would be interesting is uh so i read jose canseco's uh second book when i was on a uh, vacation in hawaii and i found out that jose always wanted to pitch that was his goal so the last time he was at independent baseball he actually pitched he was a i remember yeah i remember he did that i want to see who can throw the gas because i mean this is the thing about jose is Jose still juiced after his career? Oh yeah, he had an addiction to steroids. His right. body needed it. I don't believe he's on the juice anymore, but that guy is still ripped and he's still fit. I would just want to see like you could have like a triathlon with these guys, but a baseball one. Yeah, like that, you go that would be and throw a little wrinkle in it. Bring in uh, Jose's twin brother Ozzy. Oh, <laughs> you might from from what I've heard, you may just get Ozzy. If Jose can't make it, right. you're just going to get he'll Ozzie. just send Ozzy in his place. <laughs> He's Ozzy has filled in for him in autograph sessions, according to reports. Um, and he actually, because uh, Jose got into MMA, they found right. out one of his fights that Ozzy actually went in and got his butt kicked. Oh my instead goodness! Instead of Jose, I mean, so you might just get Ozzy Canseco. <laughs> he might show up anyway. He might oh, he might goodness. be there instead of Jose. So <laughs> gotta love it. I love it. <laughs> well, that's everything for our show today. Uh, just want to give a shout out to our one of our newest states, Montana. Thank you for listening out in Helena, Montana. And then also big shout out to the South Dakota border regions today, passing an expansion of their alcohol sales. So South Dakota State, University of South Dakota, Northern State, Black Hill State, School of Mines, Dakota State, all those schools can now serve alcohol at any of their sporting events to the general admission section instead of being in a special box. So you can expect attendance numbers to go up, I'd say. And uh, a new income stream for the colleges as well. Huge. Um, Just knowing from my experience as a Trappers GM, beer is a huge sale. And I'll tell you, you'll catch me at some Northern basketball games this year watching my Wolves while I'm drinking Bush Lights. There you go. I'm going to be ready. So thank you guys all for listening. Dustin should be back next week. And we'll see you on episode 26.